Hello and welcome to The Student Box, a podcast where students discuss various topics and questions. You can find our episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and more. Joining you today is the Computer Science Group. I'm Palav. I'm Kaya. I am Labdi. I am Ishan. Today we're going to discuss the future of internet security and the danger computer science poses. So, in cryptography, encryption is a process of encoding data, so it remains hidden from unauthorized users. We use this every day so we can keep our data safe. For example, encryption is used in online payments, for data in the cloud, emails, WhatsApp messages, etc. So, to encrypt data, we use an encryption algorithm to translate plain text, which is data that we can read into unreadable text called ciphertext. The ciphertext is translated back to plain text data using a decryption key. The decryption key is usually a combination of two large prime numbers that are multiplied together to make an even bigger number. So, in order to break the key, you have to factor the number into its primes and then you can use that to decipher the data. Also, in that, wo- in that definition, the word cryptography was used. Cryptography is essentially the practice of ensuring secure communication between third parties, third parties to avoid any data being leaked or stolen by hackers. The reason encryption is so important is because it helps to protect a lot of important data that can be used for several reasons. For example, in data mining. To learn more about data mining and big data in depth, please do listen to our previous podcast discussing these topics and the serious problems that it can cause. We need to ensure that our encryption algorithms are extremely strong and up to date, as there have been many incidents where a large amount of data has been stolen by bad hackers since 2013. 14.7 billion records have been stolen. These records contain valuable data and can be misused by hackers. For example, they could steal our identities and take our money. Also, hackers can affect our democratic processes by actually changing or altering election votes. This is extremely dangerous as one person should not have the right and ability to make political decisions because of their own personal and probably biased opinions. The number of bad hackers in the world are increasing and they're getting better, which is why we need to improve our encryption algorithms and ensure they are as strong as possible. But first of all, we need to understand the different types of encryption. There are two main types of encryption, symmetric and asymmetric encryption. Symmetric is when only one key is used to encrypt and decrypt the data. On the other hand, asymmetric encryption uses two separate keys. One key is public and is shared with everyone. The other key is private and only the sender knows it. The public key is used to encrypt the data and the private key helps to decrypt it. The keys in asymmetric encryption are interchangeable. This means that if the public key is used for encryption, then the related private key is used for decryption. And if the private key is used for encryption, then the related public key is used for decryption. There are four main encryption methods, AES, RSA, triple DES, and TwoFish. The first encryption method we will be discussing is AES, which stands for Advanced Encryption Standard. AES is a symmetric encryption algorithm that encrypts fixed blocks of data at a time. AES was developed 
to ensure that encryption became more complex. So it was more difficult for bad hackers to decrypt the data. RSA is an asymmetric encryption algorithm that is based on the factorization of the product of two large prime numbers. Only someone with the knowledge of these numbers will be able to decrypt the message successfully. RSA is often used to make secure communications between VPN clients and VPN servers. However, RSA is still used in a range of web browsers, emails and other communication channels. Triple DES stands for Triple Data Encryption Standard and it is another common encryption method. Triple DES is a symmetric encryption algorithm and is an advanced form of the DES method that encrypts blocks of data using a 56-bit uh, key. Triple DES applies the DES cipher algorithm three times to each data block. Triple DES is used to encrypt ATM pins and Unix passwords. It also helps to protect against brute force attacks. A weakness of Triple DES is that the block size is only 64 bits, so it becomes vulnerable to block collision attacks if it's used to encrypt large amounts of data with the same key. The final encryption method is TwoFish. TwoFish ciphers data blocks of 128 bits and always encrypts data in 16 rounds regardless of their key size. TwoFish is used by many file and folder encryption software solutions. However, all these four common encryption methods can be, easy, um, can be easily decrypted by a quantum computer. Quantum computers are extremely powerful and a huge danger to our current encryption algorithms. But what are quantum computers exactly? Well, quantum computers are based on quantum mechanics and have a more fluid, non-binary identity, meaning quantum computers can exist in a combination of zero and one, where there will be a probability of being either. These are called qubits. This makes quantum computers different to traditional computers, as in traditional computers, each bit will only be a zero or one. Quantum computers can be used in a lot of ways. For example, you can teleport information from one location to another without physically transmitting the information. This is called quantum teleportation. This is an extremely interesting application of quantum computers, as it can be used to develop a quantum internet that would function by transporting information between local quantum computers using quantum teleportation. Quantum computers rely on a concept called quantum entanglement, which is essentially when a pair or group of particles share a causal relationship. Hence, they are connected. Qubits can hold the value of one and or zero and will take on one of these states when it is observed. So, in the end, the qubit will assume one state. But, if you have two qubits in a computer, they can be entangled. The state of one determines the state of another, hence the causal relationship. When we observe one of these qubits, the other state is determined too. So, if the first qubit holds the value of one, the second would be the same. Quantum teleportation relies on this principle is non-local and still applies regardless of the distance between the two entangled qubits. As you can see, quantum computers are a huge part of our future and the development of technology. Quantum computers are extremely powerful as they can factor the decryption key into its primes in literally a minute. This would take a traditional, com uh, this would take a traditional computer billions and billions of years to do so. This is extremely terrifying and worrying as it means that it will be easier for hackers to steal important and private data. Encryption methods like RSA and AES should be very difficult to break as they are not 
susceptible to brute force attacks, even with massive amounts of computing power. But with quantum computing algorithms like Shaw's algorithm, these modern encryption methods will be rendered essentially useless. Shaw's algorithm is a polynomial time quantum computer algorithm for factoring integers. It basically factorizes an integer, usually referred to as n, into its prime factors. The good news is that symmetric algorithms used for encryption, like AES, are still thought to be safe from quantum computers. But current asymmetric algorithms, like RSA, won't be when these quantum computers reach a certain scale. Quantum computers will break every practical application of cryptography in use today, making many applications we rely on in our daily lives totally insecure. This means that we will need to think of another way of encrypting data that will be difficult for quantum computers to decrypt. It is going to be really hard to create a really good quantum-resistant algorithm. Researchers have been working on developing public key algorithms that could possibly resist code-breaking efforts from quantum computers. Symmetric cryptography can be used for key exchange. However, this approach does depend on the security of trusted third parties to protect secret keys. Also, this solution cannot give digital signatures, so it would be difficult to use across the internet. Quantum methods are used by the sender and receiver to establish a symmetric key, but these methods also require special hardware. Another very interesting solution that computer scientists have found is QKD. QKD stands for Quantum Key Distribution, and so far this solution has been considered the best way to tackle quantum computers with quantum physics. Quantum Key Distribution essentially uses the principle of quantum teleportation. QKD is when our encryption key is made out of photons. We can send millions of individual photons down a fibre and encode each one of these photons with a one or a zero, okay, with a one or zero, and we transmit it to the far side where data is going. UKD follows a special law in physics, which is that if you observe a group of photons, then just the act of observing them destroys their quantum state. So this means that when a hacker intercepts and gains the key, then all of the numbers will change as they have lost their quantum state. This key will now be useless to the hacker as it can't be used to, to decrypt the data. QKD is also tamper evident. This means that a notification will be received to the sender when someone has tampered with the key, which means that the data will not be sent and another key will be used to send the data again. This solution is so far the best one as it can help to protect our privacy and data. So far, China is ahead in this game as they have already placed many satellites in space and are now bouncing quantum keys off those satellites and transmitting them thousands of miles around the world. There are many advantages and disadvantages of quantum computers. Quantum computers have a significant positive impact on cybersecurity. Quantum devices with the current state-of-the-art tech can be used to enhance security by achieving what is impossible to classical computers, like secret key expansion with perfect security. A disadvantage of quantum technology is that since quantum computers will become an integral part of our future network, we need to develop practical ways to use the quantum computers with the same security guarantees as the current classical computers we have. This may be a bit difficult to achieve, as our current encryption algorithms will be useless in comparison to quantum computers.
So hopefully, quantum key distribution is a success. An advantage of quantum technology is the true randomness of the random number generator. Random numbers are tra from traditional computers are the building blocks of encryption keys, but the numbers that are generated aren't actually random at all because they all have a certain pattern to them. These numbers are called pseudo-random numbers. The less random the numbers are, the easier it is to predict them. Pseudo-random numbers are not random in the way you might expect, at least not if you're used to dice rolls or lottery tickets. Essentially, pseudo-random number, ge number generators are algorithms that use formulae or simply pre-calculated tables to produce sequ a sequence of numbers which appear to be random. If the output is recorded and analysed over a period of time, then cyber criminals can reverse the pseudo-random number generator to predict the encryption key with much accuracy and decrypt the next document. So that means we need a true random number generator to ensure that encryption is secure. Hence, a good deal of research has gone into pseudo-random number theory, and new algorithms for generating random numbers have been created. These modern algorithms are so good that the numbers look exactly like they were truly random. Now, with a true random number generator, we can ensure that there are no patterns to the different encryption keys that can be detected by bad hackers. Also, another initial problem with quantum computers was ensuring that there is a secure key exchange. Our current key exchange techniques will not stand up to a quantum computer. Luckily, our previous solution to, of quantum key distribution will ensure that our key is exchanged securely. And if there are any interceptions, then the key will lose its quantum state and the sender will be notified. An advantage of quantum computers is that it can process information trillions of times faster than the classical computers today, because quantum computers can use a combination of one and zero at the same time. In a way, this can also be a disadvantage because quantum computers can decrypt our current encryption algorithms quicker. However, this problem will also be tackled by quantum key distribution, as we will solve problems to do with quantum with quantum. Another advantage of quantum computers is that it can easily detect fraud by recognizing patterns in the data. Quantum computers could deliver a significant improve in machine learning capabilities, dramatically reducing the time taken to train a neural network and improving the de detection rate. So overall, you can tell the huge danger quantum computers pose on our current encryption algorithms. However, there is some hope of tackling these problems through quantum key distribution to ensure that sensitive data is kept secure and privacy is maintained. Now that we have discovered some way of solving the problems of quantum computers, what happens after that? One interesting concept is temporal computing. This is when we can make computers that can solve just any problem in zero time. Another really interesting problem that will have to be tackled after solving the problem of quantum computers is to understand how quantum computers will make the transition from laboratory prototypes into practical functional devices. This area of research is called quantum architecture. This does not mean that we're going to have a quantum computer in a laptop or phone as quantum computers will not replace traditional computers or devices for everyday tasks. Instead, quantum computers will act as a different tool to solve more difficult and complex problems that will take a traditional computer a long time to complete. The main problem with normalizing quantum computers is that qubits are difficult to manufacture, and some of the qubits won't behave as expected, requiring researchers to add extra qubits for quantum error correction. 
Quantum error correction helps to protect quantum information from errors due to decoherence and other quantum noise. Overall, quantum architecture is a study of how a quantum computer would interact with existing technologies and what types of software would be compatible with quantum systems. You can tell that there are many problems that need to be tackled after solving the problem of encryption due to quantum computers. Hopefully now you understand more in detail what a threat quantum computers pose on encryption and how researchers are planning to solve this problem, mainly through quantum key distribution. Thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. You can find our future episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and more. I'm sorry.